God bless you, Global Family. We're so honored to have you tuned in today for Thursday service. If you all could please stand up on your feet and open the word of the Lord to Jeremiah chapter 31. And give a loud amen when you're there. We read the word of the Lord in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest, the Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yes, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Verse 4, Again I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchmen upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise you, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish you, praise you, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel, the remnant of Ukaipa, hallelujah. Behold, I will bring them forth from the northern country, and gather them from the coast of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her that travaileth with child together, a great company shall return to her. They shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am the father of Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the isles afar off. And say, he that scattered Israel will gather them again, and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob, and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat, and for wine, and for oil, and for the young of the flock and of the herd. And there shall be as a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow any more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old men together. For I will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. And I will satiate the soul of the priest with fatness and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. That's our promise, church, that we'll be more than satisfied with the Lord's goodness and his faithfulness to each and every one of us. If you all could please lift up your hands as we enter into prayer. Hallelujah. Lord, we come before you, Lord Jesus, with all reverence, Lord God, with all fear, Lord God, and all obedience unto you, Lord. Lord God, you're so faithful, Lord, and you're true, God. I don't have to look anywhere else, Lord, but that our eyes turn to you, Lord. Now we look up to the heavens, Lord, and we see the goodness of our Savior, Lord. Now we see the faithfulness and the mercy of the Most High, Lord God. Lord God, restore, Lord, the remnant of Israel. Restore the remnant of your people all over the world, Lord God. That in you, Lord God, that we be more than satisfied, Lord God. That our lamps, Lord Jesus, be overflowing, Lord God, with the oil, Lord. That this house be overflowing with the new wine, Lord, that you have promised us, Lord. That you will turn, Lord, our mourning, Lord God, into gladness, Lord. That the old and the young will rejoice in your presence, Lord God. 
Allow us, Lord God, to enter into your courts with thanksgiving, Lord God. Lord Jesus, allow us to be happy, Lord. Allow us to, to be full of joy, Lord, that we made it into your house today, God. Because it's only by your mercy, Lord, that we're still standing here today, Lord. It's your mercy, God, that we're still alive today. It's your mercy, God, that we have this home, Lord. It's your mercy, God, that we're able to see our family, Lord. It's your mercy, God, that I get to call you my Abba, Lord. It's your mercy, God, that you are our God. It's only you, Lord. And Lord God, there's nothing else that we desire, Lord, than just you, God. Because you are, Lord, our first love, Lord. You are our only love, Lord. That's all we need to know, Lord. That's all we need to know, God. Break us in your presence, Lord. Hug us and embrace us in your presence, Lord. Guide us, Lord, God, and lead us, Lord, unto streams, Lord God, of living waters. Lord God, protect the children, Lord, all over the world. Protect the elderly all over the world, Lord. Protect the widows, Lord God. Protect the prodigal sons and daughters, Lord. Protect your people, Lord God from any hindrance, Lord God, from any attacks of Satan, Lord. We rebuke him in this hour, Lord God. We rebuke the evil schemes of Satan in the name of Jesus, Lord. And today with faith, Lord God, and with boldness and with courage, Lord God, that your remnant will come back to their first love, Lord. And that's our faith, God. Allow it to be immovable, Lord. Allow us, Lord God, to not be shaken by the things of this world, Lord, but instead to stand firm on the rock of salvation, Lord. Break us, Lord God, for what breaks your heart, Lord. Allow us, Lord God, to rejoice in your presence, Lord. Allow us, Lord, to just lift up our hands today. If we don't have anything else to say, church, just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so loving, Lord. Thank you for loving us, Lord, with the love, Lord, that surpasses the depthness of the ocean, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, because you love us, Lord with unconditional love, Lord. You don't put any restraints on us. You don't put any conditions, Lord. But instead, you love us wholeheartedly, Lord. And in this moment, Lord, we come to give that back to you. We come, Lord God, to love you wholeheartedly once more, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence, Lord. Allow us to welcome you into your house, Lord. To be able, Lord, with the palm leaves to say, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Lord. And we surrender this time unto you, Lord. Be glorified and be praised. Lift up your hands, church, and sing with us. Worship with us. church.
children, Lord. All right to you, Lord. Where your children will come back to you, Lord. I lift up my hands to the Most High because that is where my help comes from. running to you, Lord. Let us run to the goals, Lord. Let us not wait anymore, Lord. But instead, let us run to you. sing one last time.
to the Holy of Holies.
Sweet. 
to thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for hugging us in your presence, Lord, for embracing the brokenhearted, for loving us, Lord, despite us, Lord God, coming in, Lord Jesus, with many doubts, Lord. But Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God, to stand firm, Lord Jesus, on the rock of our salvation, Lord. Help us to know, Lord, that you are the cornerstone of our faith, Lord. To be able, Lord God, to run to you, Lord. To run towards the goal. To be able to see you face to face, Lord. To be able, Lord God, to behold the beauty and the splendor of my Savior, Lord. Lord God, even though many may call us crazy, even though many may not believe, Lord God, 
But I have faith, Lord, that you still have your people, Lord God, in the palm of your hands, Lord. I still have faith, Lord God, that you're still working, Lord, in your remnant all over the world, God. Lord God, open the prison doors, Lord. Shake, Lord God, the ground, Lord Jesus. Heal the land, Lord. Sanctify us once more, Lord. Purify us, Lord. Let our hearts not be found wanting, Lord. That there be no more unbelief, Lord. But instead, Lord Jesus, with boldness and with courage, Lord God, to stand up, Lord Jesus, for you, Lord. To stand up for righteousness, Lord. Despite all the chaos, Lord, we hold on to you, Lord. We hold on, Lord Jesus, to your promises, Lord. That will never fail, Lord, but will come to pass in your time, Lord. You are no respecter of men, Lord. But you choose, Lord God. You choose whomever, Lord God. You know they will serve you, Lord. You choose the lowly ones, Lord. The ones, Lord God, low in spirit, Lord. And Lord God, come, Lord Jesus, and correct your people today, Lord, through your vessel, Lord. Lord God, that your Holy Spirit descend over this altar, Lord. And that you, Lord God, deliver, Lord, your word that your global church needs to hear, Lord. A word, Lord God, that leads us, Lord, unto the streams of living waters, Lord, upon that straight and narrow path, Lord, because many are called, Lord, but few are chosen, Lord. Allow us, Lord God, to see ourselves, Lord, being that few, Lord, that will do things right for you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, because you've come, Lord, to deliver us, Lord. You've come to redeem us, Lord. And thank you for your beautiful presence, Lord. Rest here with us, Lord, and dwell here in your home. We give this time to you, Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, his church says amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you, church. So today we're going to be opening up the word in Psalms uh, chapter 8. And I'm just grateful and thankful to, to have this moment to be able to deliver the word. And I just pray that it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking through me. And I was reminded the other night reading this Psalm 8. And I'll wait for you guys to get there. So Psalm chapter 8. 
and it starts off, um, verse 1, it starts off, O Lord, our Lord. And I love that because oftentimes we need this reminder that, that he's our Lord and that we are his and he is ours. He is mine. Amen. And that's a great reminder for me. That's why I wanted to open with this. And it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set the glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yeah, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through our paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And I love this. It's a great reminder that he is a good and just and a faithful God. Amen. So if you will, um, join me in prayer. And Lord, we just come to you, Father, tonight, Lord, to just first of all, Lord, give thanks, Father, for everything, Lord, that you've done for us, Lord. It's because of your grace, Father, and because of your mercy, Lord, that we're all gathered here, Lord, in this place, Father, today, Lord. And I just thank you, Father, for that. I thank you, Lord, for the breath of life, Lord, that's within my lungs, Lord, and within the lungs, Lord, of my brothers and my sisters here, Father. And we're just so grateful, Lord, to have this opportunity, Lord, to congregate, Lord, and to hear from you, Father, and to worship you, Lord, as one bride. And I just pray, Lord, that you come, Lord, tonight. Send your Holy Spirit, Lord, to fall upon this altar, Lord, and just sanctify your people, Lord. Set us apart, Father. Help us to be set apart, Lord, from this world, Lord, to be seen, Father, as the light of this world, Lord. That the light, Lord, in us is not dim, Lord, but it's shining bright, Father. Let us be confident in that, Lord, that the light, Lord, that's within us through you, Lord, through your word, Lord, through, through the knowledge of you, Lord, is, is shining bright, Lord. And I thank you for that, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that, that you bring a word tonight, Father, that, that just lifts, lifts up your church, Father. That brings exhortation, Lord, to, to your name, Father. That brings worship, Lord, and praise, Lord, to your name, Lord, and to everything that you are, Lord, and, and that shows reverence, Lord, to who, to who you are, Lord. Teach us, Lord, to, to be in reverence, Lord, of who and everything that you are, Lord. And I thank you for that, Father. And I just pray, Lord, for the congregation, Lord. I pray for myself as well, Lord. I pray that you just come, Lord, that it be you, Lord, on, on my tongue, Lord, on my lips, Lord, in my mind, Lord, in, in my thoughts, Lord. Every word, Lord, that, that is spoken, Lord, let it be, Lord, from you, Lord, and, and not from me, Lord. And, and just protect my heart, Father, tonight, Lord, as well. Protect my ears, Lord. Protect the hearts of your people, Lord, and the ears of your people, Lord, as well, Father. Those here, Lord, in attendance, Lord, and those watching online, Lord, just prepare, prepare all of us, Father, to hear the word, Lord, that, that you want to be spoken, Lord, not man, Lord, but you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray all these things. Amen. And so we're actually going to be opening up in the book of Jonah. And I know we're all familiar with, with the book of Jonah, and um, I, I feel like the Lord really led me here to, I read the whole book, but chapter 4, chapter 3, 2, they really stood out to me. Because a lot of the times we can find ourselves as, as like a Jonah. You know, he, he was a prophet called to, to speak the word of God and to do great things. And 
and he was just so caught up in himself. He was, he was kind of selfish that he didn't care if the people of Nineveh, Nineveh passed away because of their evil. And I'll start reading here in uh, Jonah, the book of Jonah, chapter 4, uh, verse 1. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repentest thee of evil. Therefore now, Lord, I take, or therefore now, Lord, take I beseech thee my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And this is why I, I mentioned that Jonah was so selfish, because he already spoke the word in chapter 3 that set the people free, and he didn't want to see them. He didn't want to uh, see what God was going to do to those people. He didn't want to see them coming to him and in forgiveness, and that's just crazy. <laughs> I think that's crazy. But it, it shows the heart of man, and, and a lot of the times we're like this, like I mentioned. And um, so in verse 4, then said the Lord, Doest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city, and he sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth, and sat under the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. So he, he wanted to see, you know, that what God was going to do for the city of Nineveh. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose and the next day and it smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted, and he wished in himself to die, and said, it is better for me to die than live. And so I'm going back to verse uh, 6. So I, I looked up um, in another translation um, what a gourd was, and it's a plant. So the Lord brought a plant to cover Jonah so to protect him from the heat, you know, because it's hot there in, in, the, in the desert. And that brought Jonah a little joy, a, a little comfort. But God, he, he was testing him. And he, he was revealing Jonah's own heart unto himself. Because the morning came and he sent the worm to eat that plant. And, and he brought the east wind and the sun was beating on his head. And again, Jonah, he said um, in verse 8, And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and wished in himself to die. Again, he's wishing to die. And said, it is better for me to die than to live. And God said unto Jonah, doest thou well to be angry um, for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd? For which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night, and it perished that night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? And I love this because Jonah, he sought in himself to be happy of the gourd because it was benefiting him. And the Lord is, like I said, he's revealing his own heart to him. 
because he knew that those people, that the evil that God was going to bring upon those people and that they were going to die in their sin, in their evil ways, but he didn't care. He only cared when the gourd was taken away because it was benefiting him. And sometimes we're, we're, we're like Jonah. I know I'm like Jonah, and maybe not to this extent, but God, he has called all of us, you know, to preach the word, to preach a message of repentance of sin and evil ways. And sometimes we don't do it. We're so caught up in other things. We're, we're like Jonah. He, he, he knew that he was saved. He was okay. And that was good enough for him. He didn't care about the people of Nineveh because he was saved. And we can't be like this here. And so I'll read uh, chapter 3 just to, so we see a little background because um, there's some really good stuff in here as well. And so Jonah, or verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of, three day, of a three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, and that's all it took. All, all Jonah went into the city and said was, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh, they believed God, and they proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For a word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yeah, let them turn everyone from his evil way. And from the violence that was in their hands, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And verse 10, and God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said he would do unto them. And so these simple words of Jonah, it spoke so much to, it says six score thousand persons, um, that's 120,000 people. I looked at it in another translation. And so that's a lot of people that, that the word got out to when Jonah knew this, and still he wanted to die in his anger because of God's grace and mercy over these people. And I, I thought this was interesting, where, where in verse 10 it says, God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did, and he did it not. And he, he repented of the evil that he would cause on the town, but he didn't repent of the good things that he called Jonah to do. Because Jonah is saved and we're called to do these good things. And we'll look at this later down I'm in the line where we come across another verse where it talks about the repentance of God. And um, But for now, we're going to be um, in uh, Micah, the book of Micah, just next door. Um, chapter 7 and... I, I thought it was so funny because Micah and Jonah, they're like complete opposites. Micah, he, he was 
just so on fire for the word of God and to, to preach to the people, to the leaders, the repentance of sin. Um, he, he was on fire and hungry for that. But Jonah, he, he didn't want to see those evil people saved because he believed that they should die in their sin because of their evil. And so we'll see Micah here, Michael chapter 7, um, verse 18. And it reads, Who is a God unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion among us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers to the day of old. And so um, throughout the book of Micah, he's preaching to leaders and teachers uh, of God's word that are taking advantage of the people. And I love how he is exhorting God here, talking about how good is his mercy. He's praising God for his mercies, the complete opposite of what Jonah was doing. Jonah, he's, he gave the message of God to the people, and he asked God to take his life rather than see people saved. But Micah here, he's praising God for his mercy and for his graciousness over these people. And we'll continue in uh, Micah chapter 3. And we'll read verse 1. And it reads, And I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, is not for you to know judgment, who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from them and their flesh from off their bones. And I like in verse 1, it says, Is it not for you to know judgment? Because these people, I believe that they were just focused on the love and the patience of God, but not of his, his judgment. They didn't believe that they were going to be judged. They were just taking advantage of these people, as we see in verse 2. It's kind of graphic. Who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin off of them and their flesh from all their bones. Who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from them and break their bones and chop them in pieces. As for the pot of flesh within the cauldron. Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will not hide his, or he will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves in all their doings. So he's talking about the Lord hiding his face from the leaders. And I was reminded in uh, Micah chapter 4, or chapter 3, verse 4, of words that Jesus spoke. When he says, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. We even rebuke devils and demons in your name. And the Lord says unto those people, depart from me, you doers of iniquity, for I never knew you. And I believe that that's for the whole church, you know, to learn from. But I believe that really applies to leaders in the church and, and false prophets who are leading their people astray. Because they, they do, it, they look good, they sound good, it, they look like they're doing God's will, but they're just taking advantage of the church and the sheep of the church, and they're, and they're leading those astray. And we're going to continue reading Micah, um, verse 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. 
and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Hear this, I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob and princes of the house of Israel that arbor judgment and pervert all iniquity. They build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. The heads thereof judge for reward and the priests therefore teach for hire and the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they lean upon our Lord and say, is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. Therefore shall Zion for your sake be plowed as a field and Jerusalem shall become heaps and the mountain of the house as the high places of the forest. And if we go back to to verse eight, I was just so thankful for Micah and the the faithful witness that he was to rebuke these leaders because we need more of this in these times because so many people are being led astray and they're like sheep, like the Bible says, being led to the slaughter by people who supposedly know God. And Micah is here this, the whole time in this book of Micah. He's rebuking these leaders of their iniquities. Amen. And we're going to um, turn with me to the book of Romans. And we're going to be reading Romans chapter 11, verses 28 or 27 through the end of the chapter. And 27, it reads, for this is my covenant unto them. When shall I take or when shall take away when I shall take away their sins as concerning the gospel? They are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the father's sakes. For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God. Yet now have obtained mercy through their unbelief. Even so have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. For God hath concluded them and them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, or shall it be recompensed unto him? For of him and through him and to him are all things, to be glory forever and ever. Amen. But I want to look at um, verse 29. So if we go back to verse 29, and I'll read it again. For the gifts of God or for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And and this really caught me off guard because we saw in Mike, uh, uh, Jonah chapter three when the Lord repented of his evil ways. And that was mercy he was having on those people to repent of that evil he brought on those people. But here the gifts and the calling of God, they're without repentance. And still this is mercy. Because the gift, you know, that that really spoke to my heart was salvation. And he's not taking that away. He's not taking away that gift of salvation. And the calling of God either, he's not taking that calling away that he has for us. It's without repentance. And this is so much mercy here that's being displayed. And a lot of times we overlook this. And I love it because 
as I was reading this and, and really trying to understand what he was talking about, I was just thrown back because so many times we, we think to ourselves and I think to myself that there's, there's so many that are far from God and every created being was made of God. And it says here the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why are there so many, Lord, that are not in your house, that are not doing your work? Because you're not changing this plan that you have for us. And, and it just spoke to me that we're the ones that changed this plan. We're the ones that if we end up in hell, it's because we didn't accept this gift that's free, that he's not changing. And, and there's so much accountability here. And the calling of God there without repentance. So he's called us all to do great things for his glory. And if we depart from his ways, he's still going to hold us accountable for that which he called us to. Because it's without repentance. And th this was like a slap in the face to me. And because I, I know that I've been, I've been a, a Christian for uh, five years now, six years. Um, really five, but I first came to God six years ago. But I really started walking with God for five years. And I'm thinking to myself, man, how much time and and of my calling, ha have I wasted these five years? Because th there's so many people that need to hear this, that the gifts of God and the calling of God are without repentance. Because they can be, be saved like us and understand that his plan for them, for their life, is not changing. Amen. And so we're going to continue reading in the book of Romans. And we're going to look at the accountability that, that's within this verse. Because like I said, we can, we can walk away from our calling, but he's still going to hold us accountable for that which he called us to. Because it's us that made that decision to walk away. But he's not changing that plan. So if you will, turn to um, Romans chapter 14. And we'll be in verses 11 and 12. So Romans chapter 14, I'll actually start in verse 10. And it says, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Excuse me. Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord. Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, Lord, <laughs> please have mercy, because who, who, can, who can take this? Who can bow before the Lord and give a confession of our life to him? Because like I said, he's going to, that the book of life, like we talked about, Pastor, that's going to be opened up. And, and he's going to go through the book with us. And he's going to see all the things that we turned away from that he called us to and the things that we did good. And it's just, it's just crazy and so profound. And I was asking myself, just in my imagination, thinking of one of the things he's going to ask me. And I was thinking and asking and, and just talking back and forth with the Lord. And... Lord, is one of those things you're going to ask me because of how my life is and, and where my life went when, when it was my time to rest? Are you going to ask me, did you really accept, you know, my free gift of salvation? And 
And that just really spoke to my heart. And just like uh, Romans 11 and Romans 14 here, it just really caught me off guard. And, and I was so grateful for this. And, and there's so many who are without him who are going to stand before him. And that's why we'll read a little later that every knee again will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord, believer or non-believer. Amen. And so we'll, we'll actually turn and take a look at some of that in the book of Philippians. And it's going to be chapter 2, and we'll be in the, the whole chapter. So Philippians chapter 2, and it reads, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bows and mercies, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem one better than themselves. And I love that because I know, um, pastors, you guys have been really bringing a message about the church lifting up one another. And this was a great reminder when I came across this. So amen to that. And it reads verse 4. Let not every man on his own, or let not every man on his own things, but every man also unto the things of others. So don't be caught up in, in yourself like Jonah and, and be okay with being saved, but be be uncomfortable for those people that are that are that we know that are gonna pass away if they die in their sin. Amen. And verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we, we need to hold the same values of Christ. You know, he came as a humble servant, and we need to serve others as well. Now that we're saved, we can't hold this gift and keep this gift to ourselves. Because it says right here, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And we'll, we'll keep reading verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And this is so humbling because we know that Jesus, he, he left perfection willingly to come to earth to, to save the people so that, that we can experience salvation. And it says um, that who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So Jesus, he didn't come down flexing his power because he, he was God and he could have done that. He could have came and preached his message and ascended back up into heaven day by day. But he chose to, to stay here, to live as man, so he feels what we feel, so we can have someone to relate to. And this is just a, a beautiful, beautiful verse. And there, there's nothing too great that we have to do. Like, we don't have to be blinded like Paul for three days to, to do any of this, to preach his word. All we have to do is look at this and, and see how Jesus was obedient to the Father and take in and, and live in that obedience to him. And he'll do so much for us, and he'll do so much through us that nothing great has to happen. And so many people, um, I was one of them, like, Lord, just speak to me in a dream. You know, do, do something, Lord, so, so I can really go out there and save those people. 
And he's saying right here, well, just be obedient. Just listen to my, just be in my word. Listen to my words. And, and you can do those things. And, and this, is, this is a part of dying to ourselves and taking up that cross every day. And, and I just have to read it again. It, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. So he's, he's, we can, he separated himself from God so he can really relate to us, but he made himself of no reputation. And that's that just so humble. Our, our Jesus was so humble. And he took upon the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Amen. And I love that because that's why we're here and that's why we're existing. And we have to be like Jesus, a humble servant that he was. Because no one is going to be exempt from their calling, like we just read in Romans. We're going to be held accountable of it. And, and we can get through these things if we would just really take in these words. And I, I think about, you know, the calling that, that God has for all of us. And just the walk of being a Christian, it, it's tough. But like it says, he's not repenting of the calling that he has for us. And I think when, especially when I first came to Christ, I'm like, Lord, there's, you know, there's so much that I could be doing. You know, I could be spending time with my family and having fun with my family. But I know the truth now. And I know that I need to walk, you know, in, in the truth, in the light. But I could be enjoying my time with my family. But he's called us. And thank God that he called us when he called us. To, to walk in the light and to preach the word to, to like uh, Micah did, the transgression of sin. Amen. And even, even these days with my, with my kids and, you know, our families were the, were the ones that, you know, really me and my wife and our family we really pursue, you know, church and a relationship with Christ. And the holidays come and they're hard because we don't spend them, you know, with our family because he's called us to greater things, and we, we don't want to be a part of those things of the world. But it's tough. But, you know, I know that, that we can persevere if we just hold, hold fast to Jesus and his words. Amen. And I'll keep reading here. In verse 9, sorry I went on a, a little rant there, um, but we'll continue reading in verse 9. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And no one... No one is going to be exempt from this. People think now that, you know, they believe in themselves that there's no God, but they will see and they will bow to him like it says here. Because every creation is, is, is going to have to bow and confess that he is Lord. And I love this because Jesus, he came, he sacrificed so much, he died a terrible death on the cross. And every knee and every tongue, every knee bowing to him and every tongue confessing to him, that's his reward. For what he did, amen? And we just have to prepare ourselves and, and be ready to accept those people who are, who are lost because 
this, this verse, verse 11, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. But for some, for many, it's going to be a little too late, you know. And, you know, that's why we have to be, we have to be under a, a great urgency to get his word out there. Amen. And so we'll continue reading. Or actually, we'll go over to the next chapter. Sorry, I should have made my notes bigger. And it doesn't help that I accidentally bought, well, it's a King James Bible, but, it, you know, it's a little small. And so I, <laughs> I struggle reading it. So have mercy. And so Philippians chapter 3. <laughs> Amen. So Philippians chapter 3. Um, and we'll read from verse 7. And it says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yet doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And I love this because. It reminded me, you know, that you are going to lose a lot of things. You know, you're going to miss out on relationships and, you know, miss out on certain events with family, with friends. But like Paul says, I, I just got to count that as dung or poop, you know, so that I may win Christ. Amen. Because this is more important. We, we don't want to, um, I can't think of the word, but we don't want to backtrack. Because we want to um, be in those things of the road with our family. We want to we wanna hold Christ close in our heart. Because of everything that he's done for us. Amen. And um, verse 9, it continues, uh, or verse 8, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, I'm not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Amen. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Let us, therefore, as many be perfect, be this-minded, and in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. And verse 17, brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which watch, which walk, so as you have for an example. And I love verse 14, I press uh, toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So I, I just want to remind you that let's let's walk happily and, and be in joy 
for the things that he's called us to because as we read, he's not repenting of anything. So we might as well walk in that in that truth because he's not taking it away. And if we walk away, then we're going to be held accountable. Amen. And I'll, I'll close here in um, the book of Psalms. And we read Psalms 8, so we're going to be closing in um, Psalms chapter 9. So Psalms chapter 9, and it reads, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shew forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing and praise to thy name, O thou most high. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause that sadest in the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out the enemy Put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end. And thou hast destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them. So this is what's going to happen to all our enemies. It was, uh, it was kind of funny that, you know, he says that their memorial, it's perished with them. So, and you guys can go back and look at that yourselves. But I thought that was, that was kind of funny. That, that made me chuckle. But verse 7 but the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. Amen. A refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Amen. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may shew forth all thy praise, in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in thy salvation. So David, he accepted that gift of salvation, and he's going to rejoice in that salvation. And that's why I wanted to close with Psalm chapter 8, because that, this is one of the gifts that the Lord's not taking away. But it, it's going to be up to us to accept it. Amen. And I, I hope this really spoke to you guys as it spoke to me. And it was a great reminder of, of how faithful and how good and how just our Lord is. That er every word that he's spoken, it's true. And, and everything that he said in this book is going to come to pass. And that there's so much mercy we've seen from Jonah to Philippians. That he repented of his evil because those people, they chose to do right. Just, and the words of Jonah, they were so simple. And, and these words that I'm speaking, I know they're, so, they're such simple words. We just have to take heed the message like the people did of Nineveh. The king prepared a fast for the whole town, even the beast of the fields. So the word really spoke to his heart. He, the, the beast of the field took a fast. And, and I love what, what the Lord said in there. He says, 
If you're not going to, you know, have pity on the 120,000 people, at least consider the beast because they're hungry too. And and they're holding the fast too. And it's just amazing that the Lord and his word. And and I just pray. And I, I want to actually end um, with a little prayer. And so if you will, stand to your feet and let's pray. And dear Lord, I I thank you, Father, for for everything, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your grace, Lord. I thank you, Father, for your mercy, Lord. I thank you, Father, for peace, Lord, and for comfort, Lord, and for love, Lord, that that you bestow to all your people, Father. And I pray, Lord, that this message, Lord, that it doesn't go out in vain, Lord, or that it doesn't go out void, Lord, but that it really reaches and touches the heart of your people, Father. Because we're going to suffer much in this life, Lord, because we accepted the gift of salvation, Father. And we choose, Lord, to walk in your calling, Lord. And so there's going to be so much and so many things against us, Father. But we're going to choose, Lord, to, to seek after you, to seek righteousness, Lord. Because our, our life, Lord, like it says, Father, we, we need to come as a servant like you. You gave up perfection, Father, in, in heaven, Lord, to die as man, to experience death, which was meant for sinners, Father. So who are we to turn away from what you've called us to, Lord? And just help us to see that, Father, that, that we can get through that, that we can make it. We don't have to do anything special. We just have to repent of our, of our evil ways, show true sorrowful repentance like King David did. And just accept the gift, the free gift of salvation. And we'll be saved. And we'll be able to take that message out to the masses. That's all we have to do to abide in you is be obedient, Father, and, and let that obedience, Lord, rule over our bodies, over our lives, Father. And I just thank you, Father, for allowing, Lord, me, Father, a, a filthy rag, Lord, that that you've washed, Lord, to, to be up here, Lord, on, on the altar, Lord, to give a message and just have mercy, Lord, on me, Father. If, if there was anything spoken, Lord, that was of my my own understanding and not of you, Lord. Just have mercy, Father, and reveal it to me, Lord. Reveal it to my heart, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, for all these things, Lord. And I, I pray, Father, for all those here, Lord, and all those online, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that, that the message, Lord, to them, Lord, doesn't go out void as well, Lord. And if there's anything, Lord, that they need, Father, we're here or right here, Lord. And, and we can pray over those people, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, for all these things, and it's in Jesus' name that I pray all these things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jared, for the beautiful word. It's a good reminder for us. Amen. And you know what I really touched my heart is, is having that mindset, and, and that mindset that we once had is that sometimes we didn't believe in God or maybe we did hear of him but we didn't know him in this intimate way that we know him now amen and how much his mercies are towards us and today when I was reading the the word of God I came across a, a verse that really uh, spoke to my heart as well I mean there's a lot of verses that speak to my heart amen but I just want to take you to First John, if you guys have your Bible, just wanted, I, want you, I want you to just let it sink into your hearts, into your minds. Look at what it says, First John chapter 2. 
chapter 2, verse 21. Amen. All the way to 26. Amen. Are we there? Look at what it says. The good word of the Lord. It says, First John chapter 2, verse 21. It says, the word of the Lord is written in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Says, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Did you guys hear that? Who is a liar? Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. We have many religions in this world. And many religions deny that Christ actually gave his life as a ransom for our sins. As an atonement. Many religions deny that Jesus was even the son. Many say that he didn't even come here to give his life. He was just a prophet. And that's not what we believe because the word of God says, who is a liar? Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist. You guys, did you guys hear that? He is antichrist. Every religion that denies the atonement of Jesus Christ and that he came to die for our sins, that's, a, that's against Christ. That's an antichrist mind. Amen. It says, yet he is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. And there's religions in there that now they elevated Mary. And Mary has taken the place of the son and of the father. That's antichrist, brothers. And it says, verse 23, whosoever denieth the son, the same has not the father. But he that acknowledged the Son has the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. That seduce you. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Many spirits, seducing spirits, are calling out Christians out of the church. Huh? And Christians have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Many have left the faith. Many have walked away, like Brother Jared said in his message, that many have said in their hearts, Lord, we have prophesied. We have cast out demons in your name. We were up here in the altars. We were preaching your word. But the mindset didn't change or the heart didn't change. Amen. I was told, you know, I had this beautiful conversation yesterday with my wife. And we were up till... It was a midnight, almost midnight talking, and I say, go fall asleep now. I need to go sleep. <laughs> but it's beautiful conversations that we have. 
And I said, you know, there was a, a, a gentleman that said, you know, what if you're wrong? Right? And he said, what if the other side wins? What if you're actually wrong and the other side wins? Are you going to join the other side? And I said, you know what, brother? I'd rather be dead. I'd rather die. And that's just me. I don't know what's your opinion about it. But I'd rather die than to live a life, right, and be under a control freak, which is Satan. That's what he does. He's a control freak. And he will make you worship him by force. But the Lord, he loves us. He shows love. And he gives you the freedom of choice to choose him or to reject him. And there's many religions that if you live, leave that faith, they put you to death. But here the Lord gives you the freedom of choice to say, you know what, this day, Lord, I walked away from you. I'm going to go back into the world. And you know what? He, he will leave you. He won't strike you down. But he, like Brother Jairus said, you will have to live with that decision for the rest of your life until you basically get called into the throne of Christ. You will have to give an answer to your decision. Amen? And then this devil, this Satan, who uses, right, a government that enforces, and he has puppets, and I say this because he has puppets, men and women that allow themselves to be used by the devil to do his will or his bidding. And then these men or these women that allow themselves to be used, the devil showers them with, earth, with earthly junk. And I say that with earthly junk because sometimes it gives them money. It gives them uh, you know, uh, properties, whatever it may be. But it's junk. It's worthless to us because we have a heavenly, a heavenly home and it's waiting for us. Amen? So I said to that brother, I'd rather, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather die. I'd rather die in my faith. And I believe that this is the truth. And I believe that we have been called to a high calling. Amen? So the Lord has really placed in my heart and really tugged in my heart. He says, start preaching. Start preaching who this Babylon is. Start preaching so that way my people can come out of this Babylon system. This religious system that leads to damnation. Amen? We have, to, we have to preach it, brothers. And this is the message, the three angels' message, is to go out there and preach the everlasting gospel. Hallelujah. So why don't we pray? Amen? To be excused and also to, you know, to go in peace. If we came here troubled, if we came here restless, let the Lord give us peace. Amen? If we came here sick, or maybe sometimes, you know, we come here a little bit, uh, you know, people have really stepped down on us. Let us be uplifted through the word of the Lord. I know we pray. I want you to close your eyes. Amen? And let's, let's close our eyes and speak to the Lord. And let him know, Lord, forgive us our sins. First of all, we ask you, Father, that you may forgive us, Father God, the knowing and the unknowing, Father God. If we have offended you, Father, we, uh, we ask you, Father, that you forgive us. Because you are faithful to forgive, O oh Lord. You are faithful and your mercies, Father God, are endless. 
Your grace is endless. Your faithfulness is endless, Lord. And I pray, Father God, today that this message goes out, Father God, to the hearts. And that these hearts, Father God, may be changed and transformed, Father God. So that way they can experience this beautiful relationship that is to have with you, Lord. To be in love with you. And to also, Father God, because we have come to love you, we have also come to obey your commandments, Lord. And we have, Father God, the greatest blessing, that blessed hope, Father God, that this world, Father God, can ever give us, Father, is the Son, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Savior, He is our Rescuer, and He is our salvation. And we thank you for your Son, Father God, because there is another prince in this world that promises to give us things and junk of this world if we bow down and worship him. But his obedience is by force. And we know that you don't operate by force, Lord. You operate in love. And this devil cannot offer us love. Only you can, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your covenant, Father God. We thank you, Father God, because of that blood, Father God, you came, Father God, to rescue us from, from our life of sin, Lord. You paid that great price, Father God, that ransom that we could not pay, Lord. But you, Father God, you were willing to give your life as a sacrifice for our sins. And we thank you, Father God. We accept it, Father God. We believe every word that proceeds out of your mouth, Father God, to be true and to be nothing, Father God, but faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your beautiful word that you have allowed us to come, Father God, and know your truth, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful word that has transformed our lives, that has tran transformed, Father God, our daily walk with you. And now, Father God, we can boldly say and come to the throne, Father God, and come before you and ask you, Father, that you forgive us for our sins. We have direct access to you, Father. Thank you, Father God, for you are Emmanuel, God with us. And we thank you, Father, for the blessings. We thank you for the worship. We thank you, Father God, for the offerings. We thank you for keeping these doors open, Father. We thank you, Father God, for the people that are watching through social media, Father God that we know that your word does not return void. Let us plant seeds, Father God, and let these seeds germinate, Father. You provide the sun and the rain, Lord, through your word. And we ask you, Father, that you, Father God, give us a good night's rest, Father. And those, Father God, that came, Father God, maybe uh, a little restless, maybe insecure, Father God, that you, Father God, give us that security that we have eternal life with you. And we ask you, Father, all these things in your beautiful name, Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the church says, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is faithful, brothers, and the Lord is good. So a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget that this Saturday, if it's the Lord's will, we make it to Saturday. If not, who knows what may come into our lives. Amen. But we're ready. Amen. This Saturday, we're going to meet at 1 p.m. No, before that. starts at 1 p.m. So we'll meet by, I say, about 1130. 
that we can be there an hour early. We're going to go and support our brother, our pastor, uh, Rodolfo, and his church in Beaumont. So those of you that are going to sign up, let us know so that we can see if we're taking the van or who's going. Amen. And then we have Sister Luki coming this Saturday as well. He's gonna, she's going to be with us. And uh, it's going to be a blessing. Amen. Let's always exercise hospitality. Amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you, my brothers. And that's all I have. We are excused. God bless you.